Welcome to What's Up, episode 36. You forgot to unmute yourself, bud. Welcome. I pushed the unmute button. <laughs> yeah, I had issues too. Don't feel bad. Oh, uh, oh it's good to be back. <laughs> yeah. So how was your concert that you went to? Um, life-changing, inspiring, angelic. Should I go on? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, like you guys said last week, I was going to see Matchbox 20 and uh, the first band I didn't really know and I didn't really... They were okay. I don't remember even who they were. But then Matchbox 20 came on and... Oh, it was beautiful. They played like all the old hits that like everyone knows and then they played some stuff from their new album. It was actually a really diverse set, which was really nice. Because okay. um, I had this lady behind me, and she was like, play all the old stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> no, they've got new stuff. And she's like, no, they don't. <laughs> so one thing I wanted to mention is that um, what I did found out um, was that, uh, was it, what was it? Um, oh my god. Uh, DTE switched from DTE Energy Music Theater back They're to Anam. So I thought they were separate things until I realized so did I. through the show that they're not. <laughs> but I, what I didn't know was that Pine Knob changed its name from Pine Knob to DTE. And it was that way for a while. What? Yeah. Because it went back to it. I'm interesting. Okay, I had no clue. Yeah, because I was like, because I thought you did. I thought, I thought like Pineapple was different from DTE, but apparently not. Wow. <laughs> so then, because I saw that and I was like, oh, this happened like years after I left. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah, no I thought that was a fun fact. Yeah, I, I thought they were different places. Until so did I, until I was like, oh, I was wrong. Because I started walking up the hill to leave, and I was like, man, like, I remember being on this hill for about sevenfold, and I was like, this can't be the same. Oh. <laughs> and then it all made sense. Yeah, so it's the same place, it's just different name. Just different name, that's, yep. yeah, interesting. Um... So I actually have a fair bit of music news this week, shockingly. <laughs> um, so the first one I'm going to tie into um, a current thing that's happening right now. Um, so I don't know if either one of you know, I'm sure Ashley you do know, Xander you might not care slash know about the uh, Titanic submarine thing that's going on. So I just yeah. tried watching that video and it yeah. like... Cause, cause I, if, it, cause I clicked on the article, and it, and if you scroll down, there's like a video, but then it just started like buffering, and so I couldn't watch it, but I listened to it, and it sounded cool. I wanted to see it. So two things that are happening. Number one, they're supposed to run out of oxygen at twelve thirty-six tomorrow morning. Mm, okay. What I've read is they're supposed to have, I think, as of like two hours ago, they were supposed to have. 10 to 12 hours left. Okay. Um, the second thing is um, I was asked today at work if uh, if I would like to go see the Titanic even with this news. I'm like, yeah. 
<laughs> That'd be sweet. Let's go. <laughs> um, so the first little bit of music news is uh, the stepson of one of the passengers. Um, I believe that it is the... Uh, oh, my. Um, he is the stepson of the, um, the really rich, uh, British businessman that's on there. Oh, um, um, Andrews? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably getting that incorrect and I can't find who he is, but, uh, so he went to a Blink-182 concert yesterday after posting, uh, about the, uh, search and rescue and about, like, how he's praying for his family. And um, all that kind of stuff. Are they but, still like trying to find people? What's happening? So they're still under the search and rescue. Um, they're still trying to find them because they can't even find the uh, submarine right now. The oh. last thing I saw was they heard a banging noise in the ocean near the uh, site of like in the search area, but they can't find it. Oh, that's so, bad. Right. So we can't even figure out where they are. And if we do, I don't think we're going to be able to get them out because there's not a submarine that's going to be able to get them up. So even if we do find them, we're not going to be able to help them. But uh, that's beside the point. Uh, so going back to my news... Um, so the stepson went to a Blink-182 show and, uh, he deleted his original post about, um, hoping that his uh, stepdad came back. Um, and then he posted up pictures of him at the Blink-182 show <laughs> and he realized what that might look like. And he put up a, a thing with the picture that says, uh, I know this may seem insensitive, but my parents, my my parents would love to know that I'm here. They know that they are my favorite band, and music has always been with me in troubling times. So they would both want me. Uh, so they would want me to be here during this time, so I can cope or something. Hmm. So, um, yeah. So he's still going to shows, which is kind of fun. <laughs> like, good for him. Like, honestly, music does help you through a lot of tough times. So. I get it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> um, for those of you who don't, uh, for those of you who care, I want to get this one out of the way because I'm sure that there are people who care. I'm not one of them. Uh, the n- new trailer for the new Metalocalypse movie is coming as has come out. Do you remember that at all, Ashley? No. Xander, do you remember Metalocalypse? Nope. It was a stupid cartoon movie that was kind of fun. It was like this band that like saved the world with metalcore, and it was really weird. Hmm. Um, but they were uh, they were supposed to um, have a movie come out. It was announced, I want to say, like the end of last year. Um, and the first trailer has finally dropped. Um, oh. They're... It, um, so Death Clock is the actual name of the band, and they have apparently a new album coming out with the movie. Um, so, yeah, for those of you who want to go watch that, go for it. I'm not going to, but you sure can. I bet it looks really dumb. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, so I have found exactly what I want to do with life. 
the headline that grabbed my attention first things first when I was going through and looking up music news. Couple gets engaged during Wall of Death at Death Metal Show. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, um, yes, please. Uh, so essentially, this was at... Um, this was at a uh, Danish music festival um, in the video recorded by somebody. So the band, uh, so it's, it explicitly says that the band in the show, like whoever the band was, was not playing. So they weren't sure if like they knew what was going to happen or not. Uh, everyone was separated out for a wall of death. If you don't know what that is, please go look it up. It's very fun. Um, so they were separated out um, for that. The guy got down on one knee. She nodded yes and then they hugged and then someone ran up and hugged them and then it turned into a wall of death of hugs oh boy and then the band started back in after that but it turned into a wall of death of hugs and it was amazing <laughs> uh the video is online you can go find it it's it's heartwarming it's, it's i gotta it's, watch this it's fantastic um but that's what I would like to do with my life now is get married like that at a death metal show. <laughs> um, uh, ooh, here you go, Xander. I've got something for you now. Okay. Danny Worsnov talks about the new Asking Alexandria album. Ooh, okay. Let's go. Uh, so last month uh, was their release of um, Dark World. Right. Um... I did not know that. Sorry. Uh, I was <laughs> rereading to make sure I had everything right. Um, which, which was their first new music in a year. I didn't realize it was, it's been a year. Um, on top of touring with, um, m on top of touring with Mongolian rockers, the who, I didn't know they were doing that. Cool. Um, so Danny Worse now joined Chuck Armstrong, um, on the Friday edition of Loudwire Nights. I also didn't know that was a thing. Um, he essentially talked about um, how it's going to be... Um, that's the part that's been the most fun for us, creating new tracks. Um, it's nice to not have to wait three years between the three between recording, which apparently they've had to do for a while because Danny wasn't part of it and then he was part of it and then <laughs> um <laughs> uh he goes into talking about how um they have such an eclectic sound because there are people who like certain parts and don't like certain parts. It's been such a journey for them as a band because they do like they, they they wrote some of the heaviest songs I've ever heard. And then now they're like stadium rock and then they tried to go back. But Dan I watched an interview with a guitarist a hot second ago that was like um, he said uh, they want to throw like the old songs back in. But Danny can't do the screams anymore. Mm. Um. But when he tried to throw them in, everyone was upset that Danny was using a backing track because he physically can't do them anymore. So he's like, they can't, they, they can't have it both ways. <laughs> okay. Like either Danny needs some help or he's not doing them, which is valid. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was, um, 
Interesting take from Danny about just like he just talked about how eclectic they are as a band. <laughs> I hope they go back a little heavier. I liked Dark World or whatever it was. Um, I enjoyed it. Uh, it pissed a lot of people off because they uh, had it as like their heaviest song, you know, and it, it just wasn't. It wasn't heavy at all. Um, but it pissed off a lot of people with that one. Uh, last bit of music news. Don't I have, actually have a lot this week? <laughs> yeah. You have more um, than usual. Yeah, it's, it's terrifying. I actually came prepared. Uh, Corey Taylor, uh, from Slipknot. And this will work perfectly with the video I'm going to have Xander play in a second. Okay. Um, Corey Taylor, uh, spoke out about their new member. So they do have a new member. Uh, they did part ways uh, a couple weeks ago with their, uh, Long, long-standing member Greg, um, who was the keyboardist for the band. Um, since then, the day after, they posted up images of their new member. Uh, as of right now, his identity is a secret because that's how it is with Slipknot until they really invite them into the fold kind of thing. Um, uh, Corey Taylor sat down and he discussed that... Um, it was a little bit of a tough transition at first. He, he, they all knew he was a very good musician from the start, but he just quite—he wasn't quite getting the Slipknot vibe. But once they played a few shows together, he he fell right into it, and now he's a fantastic musician, and he feels like he's been there for forever. Um, so Cortez is very happy with whoever this mystery uh, member is. I think it's Vessel from. Uh, Sleep token, but it's not because <laughs> sleep token has all their with, own shit to do. You don't agree with the article you sent me? No, <laughs> I do not. Right. Um, but that is it. So, um, the last little bit I'll kind of talk about is uh, Xander's gonna play a video for me. Recently, you took Ice Nine Kills out on the road with you and yeah. crowned the Empire. Right. Is there anything that you really look for in these new bands that you end up bringing on the road with you? Um, you know, it's it's just about the energy. You know, that I mean, that what, at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. You know, it, you, you know, Ice Nine and Crown the Empire, they have that same kind of energy that we looked for when we bring out newer bands. Because for us, it's all about bringing the next generation with us and helping establishing them because we can't stay on top of them for forever. And I don't want to, you know, we have to be able to hand that baton back and make sure that this genre has the heavy hitters, you know? Too many of the bigger bands have been reluctant to, I don't wanna say give up their spot, but you know, Josh, you know what I'm talking about by give up your spot. It's, oh, yeah. you have to promote the next generation Absolutely. or this genre will be gone yeah so i i thought that was kind of cool just like them bringing out like younger bands that they you know yeah oh yeah that was a good idea because even when uh oh who did i see i saw um i saw five finger death punch uh and they had with them um within uh in this moment, not within this moment, in this moment, and they had, um, oh shoot, why can't I think of their names now? Uh, dang it. Ashley knows them. I've sent her so many songs by them. Uh, Love is Dangerous. Uh, shoot, they just had an album last year. Uh, um, 
Dang it. It's like a Caribbean sounding guy, but he's not. Um, shoot. But they were a smaller band then. Uh, uh, fire something. Shoot. I had it for a second. Memphis um, May Fire? No. Dang it. Um, oh, Crown Fire from the Gods? Yes, Fire from the Gods. There we go. Holy hell. Um, Fire from the Gods. I like they were the smaller band at that show and like I saw them and I was like I'm in love now. So um that was super cool and I I think that's very cool, you know, just like even Crown the Empire and Ice Nine Kills have been out for a hot second. Like I think Ice Nine Kills started in like what, 2008. But they were doing like weird reggae metal something or other. <laughs> I I'm not sure. Um but they like and now they're a big boy band. They've gone out with Metallica and now Slipknot. Like, it's insane to see, like, just how one or two tours can completely change a band and, like, make them big. Uh, yeah. But that is it for me. I actually took up a chunk of time this week. That's impressive. I had a lot of stuff that happened. Oh, and Red's new album was good. Okay. Oh, is it? it? It's solid. I'm gonna give it another listen, but I I, I, I haven't didn't, heard didn't a red it. song in ages. It was good, but that's it for me. Holy crap! <laughs> right. So uh, Ashley, what do you got for music? So this past weekend on Sunday specifically, um, we we went to the farmers market because we're a part of a wine club there, and. Every time we go, they have, like, local musicians. Okay. Well, this girl, I can't think of her name. Um, it, I think it started with a, a T um, or J or something. Um, but she was really good. I posted a video um, on socials of a song she did by Lauren Daigle. Um, and she basically did covers, but she was on The Voice, and then there was this other girl that, her name was Katie, and she was also on The Voice. I think she was, like, top ten. She was on Blake season. So it's kind of cool to, like, meet people that you don't know exist in your own city um, that were on shows you don't really watch that much. Um, and then we went to a jazz concert, which is, which... I am starting to appreciate the genre more because when I was growing up, I was kind of like, eh, no. Um, but when you add vocals to it and stuff, it kind of changes it and doesn't make it so boring. Um, so I, I appreciate that. Um, and that is all I... Oh, um, in terms of like new music that came out, nothing really stood out to me last week. Um, we will see what this week has to offer. Um, yeah, that's we all had I new got. notions last week. <laughs> I new oceans. Notions. Oh, notions. Yeah. <laughs> they are a band that either you like them or you don't like them. <laughs> ah, I I feel like I've listened to them before, but you've listened to them, but you did not like them. Okay. You know <laughs> this because I don't remember. Um, yeah, you did. Wait. You did not like them at all. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, 
With a special thanks to Benjamin, we're going to try out possibly a new transition and see how that goes. Okay. Yeah! Yeah! All right. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was now that I've seen Macho Man Randy, Randy Savage. Yeah. It it had to be. Uh, all right. So Saturday, we have Money in the Bank. We do. Yeah. Is it this Saturday? Not, wait, wait, wait! Not this Saturday, but the Saturday, July first. Oh, is it? Oh, oh, you're right. We okay, so we don't have to. Do I was that. like, wait a second. Am I literally wait? <laughs> right, my bad. Don't mind me then. I was about to cry. That's well. Nobody said anything otherwise when I said we had to do bets in the chat. I didn't even see the chat about bets. Otto, is your phone acting up again? Yeah. I, so I'm getting all of my like text notifications and like everything like that, but I'm not getting messenger notifications. Hmm. Right. I don't know. I, guess I brought my pay-per-view bet notebook for nothing then. All right. However, that saves time with all my other stuff. Yeah. All right. So, uh, I'm going to collect my articles that I found. Let's start first with this that I found. Because I, I was doing my uh, For You News Google. Google For You. Wow. Words. Thank you, Benjamin. Um. <laughs> My Google News for you... Nope, never mind. All right. I was looking up my stories. <laughs> um, and so some of my faces were because of the stories that I found. Okay. Now, Ashley, you will recall last week, I showed that video with um, Stephen Amell talking about heels. Yes. And I said that I'm pretty arrows. sure that it was CM Punk that had guest starred on that. It has now been released that his wife, AJ Mendez, quote, and AJ Lee will be joining him on season two of Heels. Hmm. I miss her. She was always like so. I need to watch that show. I am definitely not only and again the premiere date is July twenty eighth on Stars. So um, I'm definitely going to be super hyped, especially now that AJ Mendez will be on there. Yeah, I, I might actually watch it now, too. CM Punk wasn't enough for you? Nope. <laughs> Arrow, uh, Stephen Amell wasn't enough for you? Yeah, like Arrow. Nope. I was like, I know I know that voice. I was like, oh, it's Stephen Amell. Nope. <laughs> Tommaso Ciampa came back on Raw. He did. They've been hinting at it for a while. Yeah. Um, apparently... That was not the original plan for him. Mm, okay. He was supposed to face uh, Seth Rollins in his open open challenge. Ooh, that would have been fun. Like have like but, Seth do the open challenge and then Champa's music hits. However, the reason it got changed is because Triple H did not want Champa to lose on his first match back. That's fair. Yeah, and you're right. They can't give it to Champa first <laughs> match back. Right. That's fair enough. I get that. Uh, Money in as the cool bank, as it would have been. Since I mentioned Money in the Bank. Uh, it is 
almost, I guess, all but set in stone that Bray Wyatt is supposed to return at Money in the Bank. Yeah. I really hope I'm not working a double on that Saturday during Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> this Saturday, see, if it would have been this Saturday, it would have worked because I work like 4.30 until whenever. Right. So the pay-per-view, in theory, would have been over because it's in the UK, so they're going to start in the afternoon for us. Mm, oh, okay. So. Also, yeah. via last week, I mentioned, and you seemed a little nervous about it, Ashley, that <laughs> Samantha was going to be doing the national anthem for the Red Sox game. Oh, yeah. It's a high-risk situation, but I'm so honored, and I, I'm just going to sing from my heart and, and hope that people receive it. sounded pretty good with the exception a little bit of what she did with wave but yeah yeah that was I... better than i expected <laughs> I, was good. I wasn't sure if it was gonna be a flop or a success or i mean i don't something. know i mean i don't watch sport ball so i don't know the you know the rate of flops of actually doing the national anthem or whatever but well, the rate of, like, success over flops, I think, is higher than... But there have been a few of them that have been major stories, so... All right. Um, all right, I think... Or no, yeah, I think I got two more current videos, and then the rest wrestling videos, I think, are older. This is the super show that they did in um, Ohio. I can't remember the name. City, Chicago, whatever, wherever it was. Cincinnati, something or other. Right after the, well, was it Raw or SmackDown, where Jay made his choice. And this was during Roman Reigns' match. It was Roman and um, Rey Mysterio. I think the title was on the line, is my understanding. Um, and Solo interrupted. And then this happened.
They came on exclusively to take So for Otto, uh, yeah, <laughs> they came out and super kicked uh, Solo. He went okay. out of the ring, and then they took turns super kicking him back up the ramp. Oh dang! <laughs> That's kind of fun. That was the crowd. Every time they went, ooh, it was a different super kick. That's fantastic. <gasps> it was fun seeing him just slide through the ring. <laughs> um. All right, this could... Okay, so I have two clips that could... Or, oh, I did have one more that was current. So this is... Uh, I don't think I should prerequisite this with anything. Last week, I went into a steakhouse in Des Moines, Iowa. I get a text from who? Michael Cole. He's sitting right in front of me. <laughs> and he says, who sits in a booth all by themselves and out of the like a human? I don't want to sit at the bar because I don't want to talk to people. If you sit at the bar, that's open conversation. <laughs> that's amazing. If that's not Bailey, I don't know what is. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> oh, speaking of, I didn't put it on my thing anywhere, um, but Dakota has shared to her Instagram that she is now no longer wearing a cast, and so she is good in that way. Nice. Good. Good, good, good. Yes. All right. Um, uh, do you have anything about Randy in your thing? No, do you? Yeah, I do. Please, please, please. Uh, so it was, uh, it just kind of made sense in my head with the injury thing. Um, <clears throat> so I read an article. I can't, I, I didn't pull it up because I honestly figured you might have had it. <laughs> Uh, but when I was reading it, uh, it said, Orton said, uh, his time in the ring is nowhere near done. Ooh. And he is coming back. Yeah. Uh, and apparently it's going to be soon. It says any time now. Does he have any... Well, Riddle's kind of being awkward right now, so I don't know that he's coming back. I don't know. What, what if they have something for Riddle at Money in the Bank and then Orton comes back at Money in the Bank? Maybe. They can still make something for Riddle. Maybe they'll plan to do something for SummerSlam. Which I should interject. Wait. As mm -hmm. much as I hate to break my promise. I think I'm breaking my promise that I had made on being completely caught up on AEW by SummerSlam. Yeah, I, I didn't think you would be. I think I'm going to either just start watching or maybe just watch like two, three weeks back and then get go back. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I would maybe do. Just watch. With the exception of not watching Collision. Yeah. But. I thought Collision was solid. I just, and I know there's different sides to it, but I just don't think I, with what I do know, I don't think I can. I don't, I don't think it. you'd like it. I don't think I'd specifically support CM Punk being back. If there's yeah. that many people that don't like working with him, again, even just Seth Rollins' reaction to CM Punk. like Yeah. I'm kind of at the point where he's a good athlete. Like, am I going to directly support him? Like, go out and buy merch? No, but... Yeah. He's, he's good at what he does. Right. And he makes you feel things, whether you like him or you hate him, or, and that's exactly what his job is. So I, I don't know. I'm 
I'm on the I'll I'll watch him like if he's on kind of thing, but like I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go buy merch or run out of my way to watch him or anything like that. Right. Uh so Ashley, did you watch AEW today tonight? I did, yeah. You did? Well, I listened to it. I, I listened to it. You I did? Yes. What I've been watching it the last couple weeks, thank you very much. You did? She, wa- she watched right before last week. You did? Yes. What the hell? Uh, I don't know. Oh, and I've been watching Raw, too. Thank you very much, sir. I do know you've been watching Raw. I didn't think you'd go as far as watching AEW. Um, I don't know if he's on AEW or if he's on Ring of Honor or what. Do you have? Do you know who Cesaro is? Um, I've heard the name, but I don't. He is um, Claudio... Castagnoli. Yeah. On I forgot that. Di- he's not- could be on Dynamite, I think. I did forget he's got his that name in AEW. Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah. He should be part of the, um, what are they calling themselves now? The Blackpool Combat Club? Right? What? They calling themselves the Blackpool Combat Club? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yep. I don't know if this is new or if this is old, but here's Paul Heyman talking about Cesaro. Here's what happened to Cesaro, and it was both a blessing and a curse for him. When I was paired with Cesaro, Brock Lesnar had just beaten the streak the night before. Now, Brock Lesnar goes on hiatus. The theory would be Paul Heyman goes on hiatus with Brock Lesnar. But... That had to be, in all humility, the single biggest win in WWE history. Because it wasn't, listen, titles change all the time. Uh, One person turns on another all the time. Storylines develop all the time. That was a streak that lasted almost a quarter of a century. The guy won 21 straight WrestleManias. That's only going to happen once in any of, you know, nobody's going to get to 21 and 0 again. Brock Lesnar can. He's lost at WrestleMania. No one can get to 21-0. That was a once-ever victory, okay? So what do we do? Everybody here bitches and moans and complains when you see something happen on television and they don't follow up with it, right? And you should. You should. Oh, they did this in the first hour. I didn't hear about it in the second or third hour. Why didn't they follow up? Why didn't they give this meaning? Why didn't they really understand how important this was to us as the audience? We beat The Undertaker at freaking WrestleMania, okay? So what do we do? You put Paul Heyman back on television on every show, Raw, SmackDown, Main Event, Superstars, any show I can go on so I could say one thing. My client, Brock Lesnar, conquered The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania and drive that point home every time. Cesaro gets paired with me, to be blunt, as an excuse for me to be on television and remind everybody that Brock Lesnar beat the streak. The hope was that we could rub some of that credibility, that we could rub some of that star power, that we could rub some of that spotlight on Cesaro. The unfortunate part for Cesaro is it relegated him to being a supporting player for a guy doing a promo about something else. The fortunate part for Cesaro is It put him in the same frame on television with that guy. So Vince McMahon had no choice but to notice him. Because before that night, 
I don't know how much Vince actually really noticed Cesaro. So in front of the camera, it was a curse for Cesaro. It was terrible for him. But behind the scenes, at least it brought him into the spotlight, into the conversation, so that down the road, he could get the push and the promotion and the marketing that he deserved. But I'll ask you one other question. As bad as it was for Cesaro, and I'll admit, it was. I felt terrible for him. As bad as it was for Cesaro, would this rematch, this Sunday, between Brock and The Undertaker be taking place if I didn't spend four months on television saying absolutely nothing but my client, Brock Lesnar, conquered The Undertaker's undefeated streak at WrestleMania? Right? And that's the point. In the big picture... In the big, and this match, to be blunt, I said it, I said it on television and I meant it. It's the match too big for WrestleMania. So if this, if this match is such big money this Sunday, then Cesaro served his purpose. His purpose on television and in life for those four months was to provide a forum for Paul Heyman to remind everybody what Brock Lesnar did so that one day we could get to this rematch this Sunday, and in that, Cesaro again excelled. Well, I guess that answer is on if it was old or new. That's old. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we got our answer if it was old or not. I don't think I ended up watching the end of that one before I saved it for the podcast. Yeah. Um, no, and that that is something as wrestling fans that we complain about all the damn time. Like, okay, this was a huge thing. Where'd it go? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, especially once Triple H took over, he did start answering some of that a little bit. Yeah. But. I love him. I love Paul Heyman so much. He's He wasn't in character, but he was totally in character. And he's just. Yeah. Um, okay, so my next two thing, or th again, this other one might not be old. I don't know if it's old or new. Um, this is Moxley talking about possibly returning to WWE. Okay. Uh, you know, I'm surprised I haven't got one of those since yet. But uh, I mean, I mean, you have to say never, say never. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Literally, the contract you know, said. It's like, and that's the answer everybody gives. You say never, say never. But it's like I cannot imagine the scenario <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, y'all, he's the got your way, jeans here. Yeah, the way but, uh, you said but, uh, that. But uh, also, like, 15 years from now, 10 years from now, yeah. the whole the whole thing could be different. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yep. Like, who knows? Maybe the whole, the, I mean, the, the, the WWE that I left, I could never go back to. Mm. I, would, I would rather work at a grocery store. Yeah. I, can, I don't mind working at a grocery store. <laughs> you know? You hang, you know? <laughs> Stock shelves, pick boxes off the truck, listen to some music, get some good exercise, $6 an hour. You could wear the same outfit you know? that you wore in WWE. There right. too. <laughs> exactly. You know? I think that's where Moxley is so happy, though. He's just like, he doesn't care. Could you imagine just going to the store and running into Moxley bagging your groceries? Be like, what? That dude no, What's up, Mox? What's up, Mox? <laughs> Just goes, what's up, Mox? <laughs> I still love, so I've been listening to Jim Cornette, as we all, as I'm pretty sure I've mentioned already. 
still the best part of the podcast is when he calls Moxley a ketchup packet. <laughs> Just because he has his own podcast. Yeah, it's uh, it's Jim Cornette's something or other, Jim Cornette show or something. Huh. Jim Cornette is not liked by many people. <laughs> um. I don't know why I started listening to him, but I just, I, I have. I wasn't sure if you were a fan of him or not. I, I don't like 95% of his opinions. Because he says, like, everything AEW, like, the whole company is crap. And I'm like, okay, now that's not entirely true. It's not great, but. <laughs> and he has some very, very old views about wrestling and, um, he, he's just, uh, I don't know, but some of his opinions are good and funny, like Moxley being a ketchup packet for, he's just like, like last week he said something about, so Moxley came on the camera, so you know there's going to be blood, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, he's not wrong. Like, Moxley does bleed a lot. <laughs> but, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm very torn on him, honestly, I I'd, I'd say I more don't like him than like him, but, you know, it's whatever. Yeah, I don't know where I stand on the guy. <laughs> he's he's very interesting on Dark Side of the Ring, though. When he's he on. is, yeah. Where do you guys stand on the new titles? I don't like him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Um, however, I can tell you what Bailey thinks about him. Oh. Okay. What does she they think? Are, they are beautiful. It's sad to see the other ones go, but it's definitely time for a change because the locker room has changed so much. The roster has grown so much. It's kind of nice to see a brand new slate, you know? It reminds me of when they replaced the Divas title and rebranded it to the Raw Women's title. I cried that night. I Yeah, I probably maybe would have if I was in wrestling. Because you, you weren't watching yet, Xander. It was at Mania, and uh, they told us, like, they announced it. I want to say, like, at Mania. Like, it was Lita, and she did a whole thing about, like, the uh, the Divas title. And she's like, it's going back to the women's title. And Travis and I just, like, burst into tears. <laughs> I, I did see, they, they did, like, a almost a, not a full episode, I think, but of Total Divas on from that, you know, the episode and making that title into the women's title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, that was a that was a big moment that they were moving from divas back to women, which I was so happy about because they are not divas. <laughs> <sighs> they used to be, but now, along the same line, via the titles, the first and last owners of titles. Ooh, okay. The first person to have the Raw Women's Title was Charlotte Flair. The last person to have it was Asuka. Okay. First person to have the SmackDown Women's Championship was Becky Lynch. I was going to say Charlotte. Last person to have it was Rhea Ripley. Okay. The first person to have the NXT UK Women's Championship was Rhea Ripley. And the last person to have it looks like Mandy Rose, but I don't think it is. Mm. And I don't have a... I thought I had a name saved somewhere, but I apparently don't. Mm. But she's also holding the NXT title in the current picture that I have. Right. So I don't know, which, again, would lead me to believe maybe Mandy Rose, but... Possibly. Um, Elias. Where's he, guys? 
don't know. Where has he been? Uh, apparently, and it was been real quiet, his contract was set to expire in 2022. Um, oh. He was listed so as he did. agent after the draft. So nobody knows if he actually signed a contract or not. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. I wonder... Yeah. Now H- that you say H- it, I H- haven't H- seen... Triple H made a big deal about, you know, getting rid of the Ezekiel character and bringing Elias back. Mm-hmm. But, which is what, like, with if he's gone and they bring back Ezekiel again, that is, that's how you bring Kevin Owens over the top. Yeah. That oh, you're right. It's exactly how you bring him over the top. Kevin Owens will go berserk. Uh, that would be funny. Um, okay, so I have a clip that is old that you may have seen. This is Otto's going to be in love with it if he hasn't seen it. Um, and then after that, just as a forewarning, and I I may just or I'm not showing the picture because I can't show pictures on Riverside for whatever reason. But what I'm going to be mentioning after this clip will be not safe. For work slash children. Mm. <laughs> okay. What the f- is this? And in the weekend, there's going to be extra farts in Kalamazoo. <laughs> <laughs> You clearly have such a gift for that. You are such a silly goose. Can I tell you're a silly goose. We're like silly geese. Am I being replaced? <laughs> I love your sense of humor. So do I. How can Edge do this to me? I'm the funny one. One's rated R. One can't be seen, you can't see me. Mr. Opportunist and Mr. Squeaky Clean. Whoever thought these two would form a team, but now they're best of friends and the kings of comedy. They'll never give up, nobody and they're never gonna stop till that place where fun and laughter. And Cena show. I gotta get to the studio. Time for some eggs. Morning, Pooh Bear. I'll take a salmon Benedict. Yes. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> have you seen that so, before? I have not. So I'm assuming it's from the Edge and Christian show. It's it's uh, it's it says in an alternate universe, and it's the, it just says the Edge and Christian or Cena show. I don't know if it was from the Edge and Cena show. 
Because you remember the Edge and Christian show, right? I, I, I never saw it, but I remember you talking about it. Because I remember... Yeah, because there was a clip on there. Christian, I think it was. Yeah, there, there's a clip on there, and it's a Bray Wyatt reading. I want to say it's uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears to Edge and Christian, because they wanted a story before bed. <laughs> and I just... I haven't seen it in forever. I got, I got to find it and send... I'll, I'll throw it in the chat. But it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. That's great. That show was very funny. I, I miss it. I wish they'd come back with it, but they definitely won't now Now that Christian's in uh, AEW. Okay. So, my not safe for work thing that I would like to talk about. Apparently, Rhea Ripley is known to take fan art and share it to her Instagram. Oh, dear. I don't know how long it was actually up for. It was at least two hours from the picture I found uh, on... Uh, Reddit. It was mm -hmm. shared on the regular on the normal WWE page. Rhea Ripley apparently thinking it was a fan art shared a picture that someone had shared of um, someone with jizz on a picture of her. Mm. Shared it to her Instagram. Oof. I don't know. People are like, did she just think it was like a weird filter that someone put on it or? It must, yeah. Oh, no. That's bad. Yeah. It did eventually what? get taken down, but it was up for at least two hours. Oof, oh, damn. <laughs> Poor kids. Oh, sweet. Look at Rhea Ripley posting something on Instagram. What's that? <laughs> Jeez. Oh, man. Oh. Okay, I've Mom, got... Mom, am I still allowed to watch Raw? <laughs> I've got one more wrestling-related thing, and it's just a very quick little... Not even... It's just a little stupid little clip. It's not even anything actually, like, directed at one or the other. The worst part about dating a female wrestler is not everyone watches wrestling. In fact, a lot of people in regular society don't watch wrestling. So when... And she gets hurt a lot in the ring. She gets shiners, she gets cuts, bruises. And then I have to walk around holding her hand and everyone's gone... And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't do that. Yeah. No, 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 no. John Cena. No, that's, that's Ric Flair's daughter did that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't. And doesn't that make me look like the worst liar in the world? Yeah. Ric Flair's daughter, like, fuck it, she yeah, falls what, a lot. You run into a door, you're like, actually, yeah. if you watched last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she got she slammed through a door. Yeah. <laughs> that would be... That would be my luck, too, though. Like, if I dated a wrestler, people would walk up to me like, Oh, what are you, hitting her with that blind stick of yours? No. no. <laughs> like, yeah, we're having fun. <laughs> <laughs> hitting her with that cane. You know what? Get <laughs> that cane out. <laughs> it's expandable. Yeah. <laughs> and it... Folds. You can fold up to be compact. The ball at the end removes. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we have lots of fun in the bedroom. Oh, oh shoot. Right. I'm always blindfolded in there. Anyway. <laughs> the ne My next little quick... Quick clip. I found it the previous week, but I didn't want to play it without Otto being here. Okay. All 
right. This is a guy going to Santa Monica for the first time in real oh, life. Oh no! Yo, this is literally Los Santos. This is exactly. I know this place. I've been here. <laughs> Yo, this is crazy. I literally rode a motorcycle off this pier. Huh. According to Los Santos map, I'm supposed to go this way. This is literally like the map. Like, I'm basically a local. I know my way around here. There's literally a military base over there. I always blow it. <laughs> oh, my. Los Santos. Oh, that's funny. I've been uh, kind of going into that. I've been watching, like, the role-play GTA games. Okay. Recently, and... Um, so it's it's really weird. I, I can't tell like what like some of the rules and stuff are. Like I'm sure it's like regular RP, like, you know, don't be an idiot, blah blah blah, you know. Mm -hmm. What I'm kinda surprised about is there's never a call to like the military base or like big things like that. Yeah. I don't know if they like limit the stuff that you can do in like in the server or whatever. But, like, it's weird, like, I never get, like, a, like, you get, like, a prison break sometimes. But, like, even then, like, those are rare, like, robberies are rare. It's more like traffic violations and, like, a random gunshot. <laughs> yeah. But you would think, like, oh, if it's a giant RP, you know, like, break into the military base. You know, like, that'd be sweet. No? Mm -hmm. Doesn't happen. It's weird. Hmm. All right, so, when you first started... You were talking about the submarine. Yes. I do have a small little news clip from for that. Is it about the documentary that's going to come out? That is on... There's Thursday. a documentary about it coming out? Yay! Yeah, it's going to come out tomorrow. Yeah. <gasps> Can we watch it? <laughs> yeah. An elite one-of-its-kind submarine called the Ocean Gate Titan was going down to the bottom of the ocean off of the coast of Newfoundland to see the Titanic. But the team above water lost contact with them an hour and 47 minutes into this whole adventure. So they have no idea whether they actually reached the bottom or what happened. And what's interesting about the submarine is that it isn't for research or academia or any kind of science or any kind of government mission. The people on board are Titanic and adventure enthusiasts, but very, very wealthy ones. They chose to go down here for pleasure. And the price tag for these paying customers is $250,000. They paid $250,000 to do this. Horrifying. I mean, just think about it. If they are out there at the bottom of the ocean, possibly, or floating around somewhere in the dark with no power crammed into this tiny, there's not seats, you're just smushed in there like sardines, slowly losing oxygen over the course of three days. That just seems like the slowest and most hopeless and horrible way to die. Now you would think that everybody scrolling online, looking at this story, getting all into it would have some kind of, you know, common decency and respect when it comes to this story. But then I started reading the comments about the passengers on board, and this is what people are saying. They're gonna have to pull themselves up by the bootstraps. Now the person said, no, not a billionaire, I hope he's okay. Now the person said, oh, a billionaire, sorrows, sorrows, prayers. Now the person said, maybe we can get Bezos and Musk on the next one. And literally one person 
in that comment section had something nice to say about this and said, I know that people have a lot of different opinions on billionaires, but come on, this guy has a wife, family, and people who love him do not wish harm. It should not be that hard to do. That is the bare minimum. And I thought, and I hope that maybe this would, you know, only be resigned to comments on TikTok. But then I saw this tweet. This girl said, a sub went missing full of people who paid 160K to 200K to take a tour of the Titanic wreckage. The ocean is just eating the rich for us these days. People are so brainwashed by their utter hatred for anybody wealthy, anybody with more money than them, that they will mindlessly stoop to these kinds of levels. And it is just sad and it makes the story even more bleak because there are people hoping that these five people will perish. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of excited to see the documentary that comes out tomorrow. <laughs> well, by, the, by then we'll know if they found him, I'm hoping. Yeah. I feel like they're going to edit the documentary as it airs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like how's this going to ha- work? <laughs> yeah, like, so I, I, I really do hope that they find them. Like, because again, like she said, like, it, it's still people. Like, there's still humans yeah, up there. Yeah. Like, that'd be the worst. I would, oh, I don't want to go that way. Yeah. Just like knowing I'm going to die and like, because you got to think, like, they were only supposed to go down for a few hours. Like, they don't have food. You know, that'd be the worst way to go. It's just, like, like slowly just losing hope. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it sounds like they've been down there for, like, a few days now. Yeah, because yep. I, I think their excursion was only supposed to be, like, a few hours. Oh, my God. And then they've been down there for, like, three days. Yeah. My dad and I were talking too. Like, if anybody's, if anybody, any one of them is panicking, like they're actually using up that oxygen. Supposed to be. Yep. Apparently, that sub is like one of five in the world or something. Yeah, but see, the other part is we will we will never know what happened because if we do end up finding the submarine itself, even after they lose oxygen. The pressure is going to implode it at some point. Yeah. So we're never going to know what happened or like what their last little bit was. Mm, yeah. Unless they find them. That's why I'm like, how in the hell are they going to do a documentary about this? Well, so that's what the inter- internet says is there's a documentary set to, I want to say it's on BBC. Hmm. All right. Well, Oh, I got to switch that to live. Um, <clears throat> so this uh, next clip has a bit of uh, what do you call it? Um, when they when they just get something you don't expect? What do you, not a cliffhanger, but the... Surprise. Not quite a surprise, but like in a book when they like something like does the exact opposite of what you expect. Twist? Yeah, plot twist. Yeah, plot twist. That's what I'm looking for. All right, so this next clip has a bit of a plot twist in there. This is a headline from the Washington Post. Target stores see more bomb threats over Pride merchandise. I read that and went, oh, crap. Because everybody knows who's mad at Target, but even if you're boycotting, nobody wants any sort of violence. But buckle your seatbelts, because this one takes a turn. Reading that headline, we probably all had a similar feeling. But eight paragraphs into the article, they finally get to who it is 
actually was who was threatening to bomb Target. News outlets in Vermont, New Hampshire, and New York received the same threatening email on Saturday. The message, which accused Target of betraying the LGBTQ plus community. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So these supposed bomb threats weren't from the people who were boycotting Target? And it was actually the trans radicals who were upset because Target betrayed them? Oh, that would have been an interesting thing to put in the headline. Or the sub-headline. Or anywhere in the first effing eight paragraphs. Holy cow! I would say that the level of dishonesty is astonishing, but at this point, nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, 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 sounds about right. Yep. Such a huge plot twist. Yeah, I, d I didn't think that was going to be the answer at all. No. <laughs> um, I wonder how they're betrayed then. That's curious. I don't know. <laughs> they're betrayed. They pulled the, they pulled the march after the, everybody, the uh, Republicans. Oh, after the bomb threats? No, they pulled it after the Republicans were uh, boycotting Target. Oh, okay. I see. So the actual threats of violence came after that. Yeah, because they pulled the Pride merch. And so, so I think so, some stores just pulled it to the back of the store rather than having it in the front of the store. Yeah. Well, yeah. oh, dang, Target. You can't win except for with single moms looking at throw pillows. <laughs> Now, this is kind of a similar situation. Have you heard about what happened with the uh, Amazon delivery driver? No. Nope. So, I, I'll just talk about it rather than actually playing the video. Unless there's something that, unless you want to know more and the video might cover more. I don't know if it does. but So, there was an uh, Amazon delivery driver, had his headphones in, um, went to deliver something, a package, and thought he heard the person at the house say something racist. And so he called Amazon and Amazon shut down his account and his house was a smart house with everything run by Amazon. Oh. So he literally couldn't get back into his house. <laughs> Come to find out, because he had his headphones on, the owner wasn't even home. It was literally the Amazon doorbell saying, hi, how can I help you? Mm-hmm. How do you have a smart? Oh. <laughs> I want a smart house. You know, the movie Smart House. Yep, <laughs> before it's time. That's one of my one of my favorites. I like that's one of my favorite Disney Channel original. Movies. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mine too. I don't know what you guys are talking about. You're joking, right? Yeah, you no. are joking, aren't you? You, you have to be joking. I'm not joking. I've never seen Smart House. Oh my god. Wait a minute! You're, you're just, are you for real right now? Yes, you I've never who, seen. What's you wrong with you? Has, you? Don't you have Disney Plus through like your parents or something? No. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get a trial of Disney Plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You you need to watch that movie. Through that was like email. before all the stars became big names. 
and we are going to uh, watch it. Uh, I know you said you were busy Thursday. What are you doing Friday? I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to be busy, but I, from getting you to watch Smart House, I'll make it work if you're not busy Friday. Make him watch it, Xander. Oh, I'm, I'm busy until next Monday. You said you said Sunday was you're going to make your day, but... Yeah, no, he's saying that now just to fuck with you. No, I, I have a wedding on Friday. Um, I work a double on Saturday. Sunday, I'm not doing a damn thing that I don't want to because I'm taking a day for me for once and then Monday. <laughs> mm. I don't know what my next week looks like at all, but all right. We will, <laughs> you have to get him to watch Smart House. I, I will. We, him and I will be watching Smart House. I know Monster House. No, that is not the same thing. I know Monster right, so Mash. I have one last actual, well... So I have a few clips that I still have left over from like a few weeks back when we were having a lot of issues. I have one that I for the one left actually for this week that I want to play that's similar to a lot of what Ashley and I ended up discussing last week. Um, okay. But there's really only I think two, three from previously that I want to at least get through. This one's just stupid. Okay. Hey everyone, landlords are being cooked again. Your child, once born, is not authorized. Those were real words sent in a very real email to tenants who were renting a unit. Their baby was due six weeks before the end of the tenancy. In the evidence to the tribunal, the landlord then threatened the tenants that if they brought their baby to the unit, the child would be classified as an unauthorized occupant and eviction proceedings would begin. To avoid doubt, please note that your lease authorizes the two of you as tenants. Your child, once born, is not authorized to be at the premises. The landlord wrote in an email on March 27. The following day, the tenants were given a notice to leave without grounds. Two days later, the landlord again emailed his tenants. Please inform me as to your intentions as bringing a child to reside at the premises is a serious breach of your lease that will result in my instigating eviction proceedings. It's great to know that any young person who wants to start a family may lose their home and get evicted if they have a baby. Call it normal. Are you an idiot? <laughs> that makes me so happy. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> How in the... Actual, does that make sense? Right? It's... It, <laughs> Don't even try. I was thinking about trying. <laughs> it makes almost... I think as bad as it sounds, it makes more sense than this. This is a very, very short clip. Even shorter than that clip. But it makes... That clip makes more sense than this one. Do you disavow Antifa? No, God no. What about the violence they do? They're so bad. Uh... I think that violence is a useful political tool. So if someone was in there and they got, and Antifa was in there and they got violent with Michael Knowles, would you disavow that? Yeah. Because he's not a, a fascist. He's not like a hateful person. He's just maybe a little... He's up there talking. He, he's not... He's saying probably saying some hateful shit. I don't know what he's saying. I don't know much about the man, to be honest. So why protest him? What little I do know was pretty hateful. What have you watched of his? That you're like, oh, this video is bad. He said this, this, and this. Like, Tell me something you've watched and the evidence I'm... you have. So then how can you be out here? I saw the poster. That was enough for me. Yeah. That was enough? That was enough. That's wild, man. You shouldn't say that on camera. I'll say it on camera. I'm okay with political violence. Do you know what Michael Knowles looks like? No. You ever see a picture of him? No. You ever seen a video? Nothing. So you don't even know who this guy... If he went in that room and he was sitting in the chair, you wouldn't be able to point him out? Well, I'm assuming he's on the stage. So I tell whoever's on the stage to go f*** himself. 
Wow, that's wild. Well, you're very passionate, so that's good. That's yeah. equivalent to killing people because they say dumb shit. <laughs> I love that he has no idea what he's protesting. No. Right. Absolutely That's not. the best part. Just Michael like knows. That's all he knows. Yep. Yeah. I just love like, what have you seen? Oh, nothing. I don't know who he is. <laughs> so why does it matter? Right. Because he's passionate. Alright, last one that I want to do from previously, and then, yeah. Alright, so tell me what just happened. The people in the back of um, the car, right behind you, said that you're a Trump supporter, and just to let us know. So they warned you yes. that the car in front of them, which is me, yes. is a Trump supporter. Yes. Sir. And what do they think you were supposed to do with that information? I don't know, treat you differently? Wow. But that's crazy. Wow, how that society is. society is now. Do you see how Democrats are and liberals? Yeah. They're so mean. They're trying to get me bad service because of my political That's beliefs. Crazy, I know. That is truly shocking that the car behind me saw my Trump 2024 sticker on the window, alerted the Dunkin' Donuts team that I'm a Trump supporter, as if that would have some kind of impact. <laughs> Democrats and liberals are the most hateful people. And what I've noticed is this person's not even pulling up behind me. Oh, there they are. There they are. Hey, God, God bless Trump. Trump's inevitable, man. He's coming back. Tr Trump's coming back. That's what you've been saying for seven years, my guy. For seven years. Seven years, my guy, you've been saying the same shit. Oh, I'm a xenophobe. I'm a Mexican immigrant. White liberal savior. <laughs> so as I left, I didn't get this on camera because I had to use my app to pay for my, my coffee. But as I left, the guy was screaming, wait until your family gets deported. See how racist these people are? He assumes that my family is illegal and that I'm not a citizen. These Democrats are so hateful and bigoted it's hilarious. It's so funny to me. God bless Trump. He is inevitable. Oh, can't wait for him to come back. <laughs> Could you imagine just pulling up to a place and being like, yeah, the guy in front of me is a Trump supporter, so if you could, like, spit in his donuts or... Yeah, could you just, like... Do something that'll... Yeah. Do something. He's he's horrible. He supports that's something. That's what he asked. He's like, you know, what did they expect you to treat me differently? Like, what? Yeah, like, what, what, what... Like he said, like, what were they supposed to do with that info? Okay, cool. He's another customer that we have to get through this line. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, now that I work in a drive-thru, I'm starting to understand, especially since there's a ferret in the drive-thru. I'm <laughs> starting ferret? to understand... Yeah, some lady brought a ferret through the drive-thru. It was my literal favorite moment. I kept the car waiting for a minute. I I, I wanted to say hi to the ferret. But, <laughs> you know, like, it's it's just a... I, I don't know, like, what was... What were they supposed to do? Yeah. Oh, man. All right, so... Especially... Okay, before I play this one, since you weren't here for it, uh, you said you have you did watch last week's episode, correct? 
Um, I kind of skimmed it. Mm. All right, I'll just play the clip then. <laughs> yeah. All dating is, is trying to find compatibilities. And if you're not compatible, there is no, doesn't mean there's anything wrong with that person. It also doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You don't need to change yourself to try to make yourself more compatible with that person. And that person doesn't need to try to change themselves to make yourself more compatible with you. You should just say, we don't have enough compatibilities and that's okay. And I wish you all the best, but this is not gonna be going the direction that we need to do. But like, I spent so much time and energy in relationships. I was kind of a serial monogamist. I would go from like a two-year relationship to a three-year relationship to a year and a half relationship. And my mom would say to me, Danielle, if you're always in a relationship with the wrong person, when are you ever free to meet the right person? And at the time I couldn't get it. I was like, what? But this person could be the right person if I'm they would just him. change <laughs> enough. And, or if maybe I would just be a little different, maybe this person could be the right person. But like, the majority of people are not going to be the right people, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just not your person. Yeah, people lose sight of that all the time. Yeah. So date. Go out. Have a meal. Get a coffee. Go for a walk. See a movie. Do it two or three times. And then go, that was really nice, but this there isn't enough here. There isn't the spark. There isn't the this. And so we're just going to part ways. I don't then have to hate you or say bad things about you or any of that. I'm just going to part ways with you. Okay, so I got really excited because Topanga. Yup. Yup. Topanga. Topanga. Uh, yup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she is right, though, about, like... <laughs> Changing people or not doing that. So, okay, this is probably a bit bigger of a thing to be mentioning at the end of this. Um, and I know Otto knows. I don't know if I told, I think I did tell Ashley a little bit. Um, so via, I think I did. I think I did on podcast. Via uh, the night when Otto and I were drinking. I had come upon a realization. Yeah, yeah, you talked about this a little okay. bit. Okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm no longer drinking. Um I'm I'm trying to cut down on my swearing. That's a bit of an issue. I'm still working on that one. Um you know, it, and this is from, you know, when I was dating, quote unquote dating Hannah. Um and it wasn't I was changing for her, I was changing for me and I was changing for God. And I put it in the words of, you know, I'm not changing for her. I'm, she's, she was making me want to be a better person for me. And again, for God, not for her or for the relationship or anything. So, I mean, I feel like that's a different, that's an exception, not an exception. What's the words I'm looking for? I don't know, but you know, doing that is one thing, but changing for a person or wanting a person to change for you is, is, I wouldn't well, say it's, it's, wrong, it's, it's interesting when you realize that both of you change each other. Yeah, yes. Well, and yeah. it's not, it's like not something that may be very um, obvious, but like that's something I thought about. And I was like, damn, like 
Well, yeah, we did the same shit. There's also like the I don't want to say again. That's why I'm saying it's not wrong to change for someone because like no, but even like, just like to to put this bluntly, you know, if you drink too much and your friend and or significant other is like, hey, you know, this is hurting you. This is hurting other people. You you need to do something about it. Then that's not oh, I'm not going to change for this person. Don't no. They're literally legitimately trying to help you better your life and so you don't hurt yourself or others. You're right. I have been drinking too much Baja Blast. Actually, I haven't really drank this week, shockingly enough. I am not going to respond to that on podcast. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess we got about ten minutes left. Does anybody have anything else they want to mention? How do we have ten minutes left? Oh, we're going to... You're right, you're right. An hour and a half. I was, like, I was like, that's not how time works, but... <laughs> Then I remembered. Because if not, I can play some of my... Uh, I have a couple... What? One, two, three, five clips left of my old stuff that I just haven't had a chance to play yet. So, But I'm going to let you guys, if you have anything at all you want to talk about. Uh, not really. I've just been trying to see if there's any new updates about the submarine, and I haven't been able to find anything. Now I'm really, like, interested on this submarine story. <laughs> It's an interesting story. It'll probably be live all night long. I have nothing I really have to do tomorrow morning, so I could if I man. To... I, yeah. yeah, I'm not going to the airport till like the afternoon, but like, no, three days. I, were... I gotta go. Oh. I forgot. I do have these other two articles that I had pulled up. I'll just break my phone. That's okay. Yeah, you dropped it. Uh, the Bud Light controversy. Con mm. Yeah, words. Apparently is expanding to the LGBT community. There is a gay bar in Minnesota that is taking Bud Light off of their menu. Why? <laughs> this is amazing. This is a this is this is good. This is my TV right now. Is this whole Bud Light controversy? This is my TV now. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah the, apparently the i don't this article i don't want to go through the whole thing or say a lot of things but the lgbt community is upset with how the company handled the backlash so, the company didn't do anything it was everyone else that did everything <laughs> um pud light's just trying <laughs> uh yeah do we just lose ashley Sounds like it, I guess. Okay, there she is. Um, yeah, we still got time. I'll play this clip that I have because it fits with that story, and then I'll do my last article. And a year later, I was living with my ex at the time, um, bought the ring, you know, about to start my life with this person, and I'm in the prayer closet, and I'm like, God, why am I not seeing breakthrough in my life? I'm doing everything you asked me to do. And all of a sudden, God speaks to me and gives me a vision. And he says, in, in this vision, there was a man and a woman on one side. And then on the other side, there was a man and a man and a woman and a woman. The man and the woman had babies. It was like glowing really bright. And it was like generations went down the line. And then on the other side, with the man and the man and the woman and the woman, there was a red line under their feet. And it was black because you, you can't recreate life that way. So I'm staring at this like vapor, like this vision in front of my face and God speaks to me and he says, 
I made man and woman so you could recreate and share the good news of my son, Jesus Christ. And, and he says, if the devil can convince somebody, a little boy or a little girl, a man or a woman, that they are gay, lesbian, or trans, he said, not only is the devil going against my will, because the devil's will is always against God's will, but the devil is wiping out entire family bloodlines and generations of people that I intended to be born will not exist for my glory. So I just remember feeling, wow, I've been really selfish my whole life. Everything in my life was based on my feelings. Oh, I feel like I'm a lesbian. I feel like I'm trans. I feel like God hates me. And, and I was wrong. God loved me the entire time. I just had no idea about it because unfortunately his people didn't do a good job at telling me and showing me that. So I'm just sitting there and I'm crying and God wraps this fiery blanket around me and he says, I love you no matter what you choose, but you have to choose today. And I chose him. I was terrified to choose him because I had been one way my entire life. That's all I've ever known. Um, the next day I went to church and I got set free of the demonic spirit of Jezebel. And I didn't know anything about demons. I didn't know there was a spirit behind homosexuality. I didn't know there was demons behind um, false identities, but there was. And I know now that James Harley, which was the name that I went by, James was a false identity. That was never who I was. But the devil stole my identity from a very young age. And that's why I believed I was born that way because I was four and I didn't know better. So I can honestly sit here and tell you now, the desire to be with a woman is gone. The desire to be a man is gone. Where I once desired to be a man, I desire to have a man. Where I once desired to be a husband, I desire a husband. And that's not something I ever thought would ever happen to me in my life. But once I allowed God to change everything and I put myself in a position to say, you know what, I'm gonna put myself aside, I'm gonna put me away and everything I want, I'm gonna put it over here to fulfill your will, not mine. That's when my life totally changed. And now I spend most of my time um, helping people in the LGBT. If you want help, if you're seeking Jesus, I'm here for it. So I will admit, I didn't even know, and I'll probably look into it later. Uh, I've never heard of Jezebel. I've heard of Jezebel, but had no idea. I don't know. Now, one thing I do want to point out, and I don't know, is the, when she, uh, yeah, it's she, um, she said, um, you know, his people didn't do a good enough job of telling me or helping me. Like, in my experience, if someone doesn't, as much as I know we're, you know, part of our calling is to spread the word of God and whatnot, like, anybody that I know that not only, that doesn't know God, I guess I should say, generally is against being even talked about at all it's very hard to spread the word because with the exception of you know like missionaries who are going to you know countries don't not, or places that don't necessarily have something like that and so that's why they're going but other with that exception you know again if you're trying to you know someone who just at this you know at this age especially they've generally made up their mind already they've heard of it or done research or went to church as a kid and they made up their mind Exactly. <sighs> okay. That's, so my that's last, it. My last <laughs> then, before we sign off, to a very small extent, is kind of connected. Uh, Disney Plus, because we know how liberal Disney Plus has become. High School Musical, the musical, the series, season four will be its last because they're graduating high school. Boo. 
the original cast is all coming back. Corbin Blue, Monique Coleman, Lucas Grabiel, Bart Johnson, Allison Reed, and Casey Stroh. So oh, wow. Everybody. Because we're not going to have Zach Efron, Vanessa Hudgens. Um, oh, yeah, she was in that, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. Um, so was he. Ashley. Um, Tisdale. Thank you. So, yeah. We're Corbin Blue. Oh, I actually knew that one. Uh, Damn it. Chad Danforth, Taylor McKessie, Ryan Evans, Coach Bolton, Miss Darvis, and Martha Cox. So. So what are they going to just... I wonder what they're going to do. I'm curious now. Yeah, I don't know. What is lit? That's going to be a crowded set. Yeah. It'll be very uh, interesting. Very intriguing. Um, all right, so now that I have been corrected, next week we will be doing our Money in the Bank bets. Yes. <laughs> and I hope I'm not working during Money in the Bank because I would like to watch it. Which oh, I am. It, it's never stopped me from watching it before, but still. <laughs> nothing else. Ashley and I will probably watch together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do. Maybe we got a couple extra seconds um, because it doesn't really matter if we go over a little bit. There's supposed to be, which I was gonna, you know, put into one of our bets if we were doing them now, but um, Shotzi. Is putting is wanted Bailey spot, and that's what they're putting in for a match on SmackDown. I believe it is. Ooh, Bailey okay. Shotzi are fighting for Bailey spot in the match. Okay. As much as I hate to say it, I'm pretty sure Shotzi's going to win that. Probably. Because if not, that leaves Becky the only face in the women's Money in the Bank match. Yeah, you're right. Like we had this discussion on Monday too, and I'm like, yeah, even sure. Even if, no matter what happens with this, as much as I hate to say it, I think, I mean, I'm going to wait till Monday and, or, you know, Raw and SmackDown officially make my decision, but I'm still pretty, and I told you, like, when you said on our phone call on Monday, I'm pretty dead set that Becky is going to win the Women's Money in the Bank. As stupid yeah. as I think it is, she's had storylines with Asuka. Yep. And if, um, uh, yeah, no, I just, I just think, I just think, as much as I hate it, I think Becky's going to win. I think that's a stupid way to go, but I think she's going to win. So can we take one second to discuss Logan Paul in the Money in the Bank? He is going to win as well. No, he, he can't. Because <laughs> if he cashes in... Okay, so the only way I'm okay with him winning is he has to cash in on Roman so and take it from Roman... That way we still have a full-time world champion. Because Logan's not coming full-time. No. Well, so here's what I read, and I don't want it to happen for multiple reasons. Because I think you and I have had this discussion. I don't think it was on podcast. Um, maybe it was for a minute. But, um, I read that Logan is going to win, and then that night, cash in on Seth Rollins. I really hope that Logan's just in it to give us another insane like ladder moment. I think, as, again, obviously I want L.A. Knight to win. I'd be okay yeah. with L.A. winning. Um, but I, I, as of currently, my bet is Logan. Um, but the smart thing to do, if they do give it to Logan, again, as the announcers have said, it makes you the scariest person out there. Let him hold on to that briefcase. Let him come out like each pay-per-view just to like, oh, I might. Who knows? You know, make him scared. Yeah. Don't just have him cash in that night. Even if no. he loses, that's stupid. 
I want to see somebody hold on to it till the literal deadline. Yeah, we need someone to hold on to it. Like, it's been a long time since I remember someone actually holding on to it for a solid minute. I don't think, so I don't think anyone's ever held on to it for, like, the full year. Like, the con- like the contract is coming up, like, that night. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened. And that would be really cool to, like, every single pay-per-view were like, Big Raw or whatever. Have him, like you said, have him come out and be like, no, I, I might cash in. Or maybe not. Now's not the time. And then have him, like, have him not show up for, like, the first couple of pay-per-views, like, before Money in the Bank. Have us all forget he's got it. Then come in Money in the Bank, like, for his last ditch to cash it in. Yeah, have have a match, uh, one of the title matches on before the men's Money in the Bank. And yep. And cash in in that match. Yep. <laughs> See, that'd be kind of fun. I'd be okay with that. Back, as stupid as it would be. Like, just if they bring back just for that reason, but they'd have to do it beforehand. Bring back matches in pre-show. Yeah. And then have him cash in on pre-show. Oh, that'd be insane. That'd be Do you imagine? <laughs> I miss matches on pre-show. Like, that was that was always fun. I, I'm torn because I hate it always like, oh, you know, I have until 8 to get home and turn this on. Yeah. And, but then I'm like, oh, you missed one of the matches you were really looking forward to. They had it on pre-show. I'm like, dang it. And then yeah. so I always turned on pre-show, and then like nothing important happened, or the match wasn't good. So it was right. the exact opposite, in my opinion. Right. I just can't wait until we get a pay-per-view that's not during the afternoon, and I can actually get home from work and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because um, the last like the last few, it's been like the afternoon. Yeah. The last one I think we had that was at night was Mania. Hmm. Well. On that note, being that it's almost midnight, ding dong, oh. goodbye. Please like, comment, subscribe, whatever you kids do nowadays. Follow us all in our link trees, whoever has them. Does Ashley have one yet? Yeah, I have one. Oh, okay, yeah, she's got it. So it the, send it to me so I can put it in the description. Okay. Yeah. Also, let's describe our title, our episodes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about doing that, but uh, a lot of it's partially because of my internet and having issues uploading, and I just didn't want to spend... Yeah. We will figure that out. Anyway. Oh, no. Actually, I forgot to mention, I wanted to mention at the beginning of this, uh, we'll discuss it probably after uh, we end, or whatever. This is probably very minute chance, but I want to at least put it out there in case... Uh, even my even more minute chance that it's this episode, but there's a chance that Otto might not be doing the podcast anymore. Oh, okay. Why? Am I am I wrong? No. I don't think so. Oh, that you're. I'm just saying because you're already stretched thin as it is, and I don't know how much I'm supposed to say, but there's a chance you might be doing another podcast. Yeah. Um... So I feel like. Again, I'm not kicking you out of the podcast, but I just think, you know, because like you said, you don't have time until next mo- or Monday as it is, and today's Wednesday. Yeah. If you're picking up another podcast, as I'm hoping friend, I think I might kick you out, but... <laughs> what I'm hoping to happen... Breathe. So, these these hours at work are not going to keep up. Okay. They're, they're summer hours. So they're definitely not keeping up. Uh, that other podcast is going to be maybe once a month. Oh, okay, okay. So I should be fine. Okay. Oh, if it's once a month, then yeah, there's no reason why you can't do this podcast. 
Yeah. Exactly. I, I was not aware. There, of There is, like minute. you said, there is a very, very minute chance that I won't be able to, right. which will cross that bridge when we get there. But for right now, I'm not going anywhere. All right. Sounds good. 